Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. We are chatting with Sagan Morrow today, who is a small business strategist, published author, blogger, and a new podcaster. Yeah, that's actually what we're talking about today. Sagan and her now business partner launched a podcast in seven days, and we're going through the steps of how they made that happen, how they figured out the tech, how they landed a sponsor, how they got on iTunes, what kind of hours they put in, and advice they have for people who are wanting to launch anything in a short amount of time, get off the fence and get their ideas out into the real world. Hi, Sagan. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, we really appreciate you being a part of our Facebook group, and we loved that you sent us the sweet note, and we were shocked to find out some of the things you've been up to. So we are excited to jump in today and tell people about hashtag all the things that you've done (laughs) in seven days. Holy moly. Did you know people that it was possible to launch a podcast, get sponsors and get it up and running with a website and a logo and all the things on iTunes in seven days? Well, this girl did it. And I think you guys are going to like freak out. So I want to know A, like, where did this idea come from and how did you get started? Yeah, for sure. So the idea came from my business best friend, who is also one of my in real life best friends and who has now recently become my business partner. And for him, you know, he'd been working at at an agency for a while and he'd been doing this podcast and then he left that job and he got a different one. And he was really missing having a podcast. And so he just, you know, he sent me this Google chat one day and he was like, hey, I have this idea where we should talk about small business and sort of like the behind the scenes, the real raw conversations of like what entrepreneurship is actually like. And it was really interesting to me because I, I mean, I enjoy listening to podcasts, but I never, ever seriously considered starting a podcast. I mean, there's so many other things that I kind of have my fingers in that it just felt like that would be way too much work. But he presented this idea to me and it sounded like so much fun. So I said, okay, yeah, let's do this. And he came over a couple hours later. We had like a four or five hour brainstorming session and it just kind of all grew from there. Aren't those brainstorm sessions the best? I feel like sometimes that happens with Abby and I, where like one of us is like, we should make this thing. And we just like head to a coffee shop or she comes over and we bust out the whiteboard and like knock a bunch of stuff out. So was it in that meeting that you were like, okay, maybe there's this thing. Oh wait, here's how it could actually work. So what was the first thing that you did to make sure that it like came to life? 
So the first thing that we were kind of looking at, you know, we got out our giant pieces of poster paper and like the different colored pens because I'm really big on all of that. And we yeah. just started mapping out like, okay, what what could this podcast theoretically look like, right? Like what are all of our ideas for it? And so we just started writing down words and phrases that kind of were jumping out at us and like, what did we want the whole feel of our podcast to be? And then we were writing down, you know, okay, well, we want it to be all about the behind the scenes of entrepreneurship, but we also want it to be about, you know, communication specialists. And like, we want it to be very community focused and we want it to have a a more Winnipeg focused uh, slant to it because there aren't a lot of local podcasts here in Winnipeg where we live. And so we had all of these ideas going and so we were writing all those down. And then as we were, you know, talking and writing things down, we also started coming up with a list of potential guests and potential sponsors and, you know, different possibilities on what the name of the podcast could be. And all of that sort of started to go into it. And and we were like, okay, this is this is awesome. So at the end of the evening, you know, we we had already actually bought our domain name. We had figured out that we wanted the podcast to be Candid Conversations. So we bought the candidpodcast.ca domain name, and then we went our separate ways. And the next morning, I contacted our first guest, and she said yes. And he contacted our first sponsor, and they said yes. And then we were ready to, to get going. But the interesting thing was that our very first sponsor was for this, this event that was coming up in Winnipeg. And because the event was coming up so quickly, we realized that we absolutely had to get our first episode published within the next week. So suddenly everything was moving very quickly and a lot quicker than we might have normally have gone. So the sponsor is what actually pushed you to move on this timeline. That wasn't the intention to begin with. Right, exactly. Yeah. So we ended up actually recording all of these little pieces for the episode for that very first episode within 48 hours of of wow. launching the podcast. And I mean within the first 24 hours, you know, we had we had secured that first sponsor. We had our first 10 guests had agreed to it. You know, we had our website up and running and we had our the marketing strategy was already sort of getting fleshed out. So it was it was moving along really great. And then at that 48 hour mark, we interviewed our guest and we also recorded a few other pieces that we really wanted for our podcast. We wanted to be able to share the behind the scenes of each of our businesses. So talking about, you know, what we had been up to that week and sort of just giving people the inside scoop on, on our own businesses. And we also wanted to do brand shout outs and have little business tips. But then we got to this point, you know, a couple of days later when my business partner, Dan, he was looking at the materials and he was doing all the editing and he realized that our guest interview was so long that there was no way that we could have time to slot in a business tip and brand shout outs. So for that, you know, our guest interview was was so amazing. Our guest, our first guest was fantastic. All, all, of our, all of our guests have been fantastic. But our first guest, you know, she really helped us to realize when we were, re- when we were listening to the recording that the podcast really had to be all about the conversation and the stories. So at that point, we were like, all right, this is this is the direction that the podcast is going to go in. So it was almost once we actually started experimenting with it, that that was how we figured out the direction that we wanted the podcast to take. Well, and talk to me a little bit about, I don't know if this conversation happened more organically as you started to interview guests and you started to actually just do the thing, or if it was in that brainstorming session. But I know that you guys called out on the blog post that you wrote about this process that you wanted, you didn't want just another business podcast. And Mm -hmm. Abby and I felt the same way before we started this one. And the reason why we put it off for so long is because we hadn't quite figured out yet how we could make it different or, you know, the the fact that we didn't want to just keep adding to the noise. So talk to us a little bit about that conversation and how you try continuously now or to set up just a different foundation in order to make your podcast differently than all of the other business podcasts that are out there. Sure. So one of the problems that my, that my business partner, Dan and I have both had is that you know, as, as with many of us online business owners, we're both introverts. And so we know that we should be doing a lot of in-person networking and that kind of thing, but neither of us are really, neither of us have the energy to spend at a lot of networking events. And neither of us are really into doing that on a, on a very regular basis. And so for us, we were kind of looking at it and seeing, you know, this would almost be a good way to connect one-on-one with people and like just have real conversations because that's what both of us love to do. We like sitting down with one, like one-on-one or, you know, just like three or four people in one space and really diving deep into things. So that was kind of one, one part of the idea. And then another part of it was really looking at, you know, 
it's it's so interesting when you can just sit down over a glass of wine or a co- or a cup of coffee with someone else and just just chat about like all of the different things that go on in business. And so that was kind of the idea around the podcast as well, where we didn't want it to be extremely structured with, you know, here's one question and the, and the other and that kind of thing. We wanted it to be much more organic and a conversation as if we are just hanging out over a glass of wine or over coffee. And then the other part as well is sort of one of our the cornerstones and the foundational pieces of our business is really that transparency piece. And this has always been a really important piece for me. I mean, I've I've had my own business for nearly a decade now and I've I've been blogging for that long as well and I've always shared, you know, all these different pieces from the behind the scenes of my business and I always get so many questions from other people about what is it actually like working from home and you know, what do you find that one part of your business is like and all of those types of things. So for me, it's it's really important to be able to share all of that and to help other people understand from another person's experience what they can kind of expect and to get ideas and inspiration from different stories. So really sharing those stories and having just extreme amounts of trans- transparency has been really important. And it was really cool as well because after the, the very first episode, our guest was telling us about how she had had this business with her brother for a little while and it was really awesome. And Dan approached me and he said, you know, like that just sounds so cool. And I really think that we should do that. You know, we should actually combine our two businesses because he does a lot more building websites and I do a lot more creating content. And he said, we should, we should combine that and we should go into business together. So that was really cool to then be able to sort of go in that direction to start our own business. And now at the beginning of every podcast episode, we actually share what we've done to further our business over the last couple of weeks. So podcast listeners are actually able to see what it's like to start a business partnership from the ground up. Well, I think how amazing, Abby, would it be if we had started a podcast when we basically did that same thing? Oh my gosh. Talk (laughs) about about (laughs) craziness. I can't even imagine letting people in on that little, I mean, it was an adventure because we were still getting to know each other. How long have you guys, I mean, you've been friends for a while, I would assume, but I mean, (laughs) maybe not. How, How long have you known each other? Okay, so this is kind of the interesting thing that we've sort of found is we've been friends for, I don't know, about five years or so. And Dan's fiance, I actually went to high school with her. And then, you know, she went out to school on the East Coast and then they came back to Winnipeg together. And then I became friends with Dan and my common law husband became friends with him as well. And my common law husband and I are both actually in their wedding party, which is going to be, you know, their wedding (laughs) is taking place in the fall. So, like, Dan and, and his fiance are like my best friends. So that's been really interesting, that interesting sort of dynamic of going from there and then starting a business together when you're already friends. There's been a lot of things to think about in terms of, you know, having some kind of boundaries around the business and the friendship and making sure that they don't negatively impact one another. And I mean, we had we discovered our very first problem at an early business planning session when we got together in the evening and we opened a bottle of wine and we ended up talking about all kinds of other other things besides the business <laughs> and like we polished off the bottle of wine before we even started on the business stuff so that you know we we realized pretty quickly okay we need to you know do morning meetings maybe instead or you know maybe not polish off an entire bottle if we're going to have business business meetings in the evening so it's been interesting to have that whole dynamic which yeah just being friends before business partners is fascinating. And it's it's a lot of fun. Like it's really cool to be able to actually start a business with one of your best friends. It's that's fantastic. I absolutely love it. We've well, always said that we're really thankful that yep. we weren't friends yep. before mm-hmm. we were business partners and we became friends in the process because it, we could make it really about business the majority of the time and then the friendship just kind of spurred from there. But it's now interesting now that we are best friends and we live in the same city. I mean, I'm at her house and we'll talk about business one minute and the next minute it's like, how's the baby and (laughs) how's your husband and Bob what's for dinner. And so I get it. And I, I feel you on that, but I think definitely creating those boundaries and the big, my biggest suggestion to you, if I can give you any is just communicate. 
<laughs> so you have to talk talk it out. And more than ever, you are going to feel married to all, all of those people, not just uh-huh. Dan, not just your common law husband, but like his fiance, like all of you are in this like communal marriage now. <laughs> Just be prepared for that. It's and like entrepreneurial polygamy. I think. It's very strange. You end up knowing all these things about each other <laughs> that you never thought were necessary. But going back, because this wasn't the point of the podcast, guys, I'm trying to keep it on track. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about, and for the sake of transparency, mm-hmm. how the hell... Did you go from, I'm going to just contact a sponsor to 48 hours later? Sure, we have a sponsor. Like, what did you say? What did you put in the email? Was there an existing relationship there? People need the details. Yes, for sure. So my side of things with the podcast is much more about the guests and Dan's is much more about the sponsorships. And Dan happened to have a couple of really great connections. So I would definitely recommend that if if you if if anyone listening wants to start a podcast, wants to get sponsors, you know, already think about the type of people who would be willing to sponsor. What connections do you already have? What existing connections can you sort of tap into and get that conversation started? So that was a really great thing to sort of look at that and and we, you know, we compiled this list of potential sponsors and we went down it and we thought, you know, okay, which of these makes the most sense to talk to first? And there, there are other people on our list that we would like to get in, to connect with eventually about a sponsorship, but we want to make sure that it's actually a good fit for a specific episode. And we want to make sure that, you know, we've built a relationship first. So this is one of the things that you know, in my experience as a small business strategist, it's something I teach my students all the time, you know, that importance of building relationships with people, real, actual relationships. So that is absolutely, especially if you want a sponsor for your very first episode, when you don't have, you know, proven numbers or anything like that, that podcast sponsors might be interested in, really look at who are who are people who would actually be a good fit for your specific type of podcast you know which for the the topic itself what does it actually make sense for so for us our very first sponsor was it's a local comedy festival and they also have these networking opportunities for business people so that fit in really good with the topic of our podcast because of the the way that it was all fitting into the the timing of it and also the fact that our that our demographic is business owners and the fact that our very first episode was with a local event manager. So it kind of, all of those pieces came together really nicely. Can you talk to me a little bit about how you format time-sensitive ads? This is one of the things that we haven't quite figured out how to make work for our podcast. And we've asked ourselves, is it worth it? Like if we're even promoting something that we have going on, how do you make it clear? Obviously you say the dates, but do you go back and take out that ad once that event is over? You know, we haven't. And there's, there's a couple of things that I would sort of say is that, you know, the one thing is that when there are dates, actually including the year as well is an important piece, right? You know, actually saying, 2017, because it's so easy that, you know, these podcasts can go on for five, 10 years and longer and not having that date in there is really important. And so that, that is sort of one side of it. The other side of it is also looking at, you know, is this a recurring event? So this particular event is something that the the one that was our, our first podcast episode sponsor, it was something that is, is an annual kind of event. So, you know, it, it could kind of be a nice connection for them, you know, for us to be able to go back to them a year from now, let them know that we're giving that particular episode a big boost around that time of year. And there's, there's lots of different ways that I think you could take it. And it's kind of nice to actually even leave the time sensitive ads in, particularly because listeners who are listening to an older episode they'll be able to realize that the episode is a little bit older, which is handy when it comes to something like us talking about our business progress so that the listeners can realize that, oh, this isn't, you know, within the last six months, this was, you know, three years ago when they were first starting their business. So I think that that can kind of help put things into perspective. 
which, you know, to be perfectly honest, is another reason why for my blog, again, I've been blogging for nearly 10 years, I really like keeping the date on everything, even if it's evergreen content, because so many things can change over time. And so I feel like it's really important for readers and for listeners to be able to know when exactly things were created so that they can kind of take things, you know, not with a grain of salt, but that they can actually put it into sort of a perspective for themselves. I think perspective is so important and really being able to hone that message and talk to someone. I mean, you bring up such good points and honestly, I wouldn't have remembered to put the year on a time. I'm like, duh. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you for that little tip, (laughs) little tidbit. So speaking of other great tips and tidbits, let's talk about tech stuff. So you launch a podcast in seven days. There's a lot of tech that has to go down. If you've never launched a podcast, we literally walked through every single step we went through in an earlier episode. I don't remember what episode number is. I'm terrible at that. So never ask me. Um, (laughs) But I'm curious how, like, is one of you really tech? Oh, I guess one of you said you're a website builder. So you were able to build the website and like... How did you get approved with iTunes so quickly? Like, what's your secret magic sauce for making that all go down? Mm-hmm. So Dan is definitely the tech person, which yeah. again is why it's really good that we're having a business together because we we complement each other's skills really, really nicely in that sense. But you know, he, so he did come in with sort of an understanding of the the tools required to create a podcast. We record ours with Audacity, so that's a really handy software, and I believe it's it's free as well. So you can just have it on your computer, and it's it's super awesome. We're big on the Blue Yeti mics. It's fantastic. And, you know, in terms of the iTunes thing, yeah, we, one of the, one of the problems with that was that, you know, we knew that it kind of can take a few days to get approved. So we submitted it. I think he submitted it on the Monday and we were really hope like we wanted it to be there for the Wednesday. That was when we wanted to launch the podcast and somehow it ended up getting approved within like a matter of hours. It was, I think it was some kind of a weird fluke because I know that iTunes can sometimes, like it can take up to a certain number of times. So, you know, that type of thing, you can't always be entirely sure of how long it will take. But for us, it it happened, that happened to work out really well. Yeah. And I mean, we do have, we do have a free tools and resources guide on our website as well at candidpodcast.ca slash free. And again, because like in the spirit of transparency, I, we will definitely be writing blog posts about, you know, setting up your podcast and recording episodes and all of the little things that kind of go into it. Again, I don't really have the tech background, so I will be getting all the tech tutorials from Dan, but we will just be throwing that up on the blog on the blog because I think that it is so important for other people who want to be able to start their own podcast to be able to see, you know, here is exact step by step how to do it all just right there on a website easy to access. Well, even if you have a tech goddess or tech god on your team, I commend you. I was listening to your podcast earlier today, and the audio sounds fantastic. And so Thank for you. someone who it was a just started as just an idea and then went live seven days later, like in order to have your quality of your sound match, you know, everything else that you're putting out there, it it's really, really top notch. So good job. Thank you. You know, it's it's interesting because we do try to focus on local Winnipeg-based entrepreneurs, which makes it a little bit easier for us because then everyone's all in the same room, right? So we can actually record it with everyone there. Our second episode we recorded with, you know, this, this super awesome feminist blogger who lives in a different province than us. And that was kind of when we realized that there was this whole issue around recording, you know, yes. through- Yes, welcome to our oh, life. <laughs> yes. I'm like, the tech problems, oh my goodness, it's such, such a big problem. And, you know, the, it ended up being that there was some unusable content because the sound just happened wow. to cut out. And so we realized- after afterwards that when we do have those types of interviews with out of town guests we need them to download software onto their own computer to be able to record it on their end as well and it, so you you learn those little types of things you pick that kind of thing up and and again like that's something that I definitely want to be or I definitely will be writing blog posts about because I think there's so many pieces like that that you just don't really think about when you're starting a podcast, right? You would never think that you would need the other person to also be recording on their end. That's 
Yeah, it's it's certainly interesting. And it's definitely been a huge learning curve from having just Ginormous. launched the podcast right away. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never been so concerned about the weirdest things. Like, I know. I'm like, <laughs> But she's in Australia. What are we gonna do? Uh-huh. Because like you just or like South Africa or the Netherlands, like you just can't control the internet quality in some of these other foreign countries. Well, and the amount of times mm-hmm. we can hear like, do you have a fan on in like the other room? And someone's like, How do you even know that? Like the fan on at the end of my house, but all the sounds that podcasting picks up, it is I want like a foam boxed room for everyone. I yes. I will say the craziest thing someone has said to me is, no, that's not my dog. That's a parrot outside the window. <laughs> yes. And there was like yes. legit a parrot. So she like, we didn't believe her. So she like moved her computer so we could see. Beautiful like, parrot. So gorgeous. Sorry. Totally off topic. Yeah. But the crazy things that happen when you start yeah, a podcast. Maybe that's the next thing we can invent is like a pop-up soundproof room if you're going to be a guest on a podcast <laughs> show. And I you just like it. overnight it and you pop it up and it's like a foam standing box. And then you I feel like that would be really expensive and not worth our time. But good Probably idea, not. Emily. <laughs> <laughs> We're so not going to do that in seven days. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. No, because that would take way too much time. But that's what I want to talk about now is I feel like we have a lot of people who, you know, have these brilliant unicorn ideas, right? And they sound enticing and they sound fun, but they also have a day job or kids or their other side hustle or this other thing going on. So talk to us about how you kind of time managed putting something this huge out this quickly when I'm sure you had other stuff going on. Did you just cancel everything else? Did you like hold yourself up in a room? How did you kind of balance all of that? Well, it came down to, you know, definitely prioritizing something. So a few things did end up getting pushed back a little bit. I think that I put off, you know, I didn't end up publishing a blog post that week on my own blog. And I usually publish once a week type of thing. So there were a few things like that, that I was like, you know, that's not super urgent. And it's okay if I don't do that. But we really started with that brainstorming piece of getting all of our ideas down on paper and then creating a a full task list of absolutely everything that we needed to do and then really looking at it and dividing up those tasks. So that was really useful to be able to look at it and go, okay, you know, what do you want to do? What am I interested in doing? How do we break up these tasks fairly evenly? And then once we've done that, sort of figure out what needs to come first and what do we need to do before we can get to the next step in all of this? And what does that look like in terms of realistic timeframes and deadlines for each of us? So that, to you know, and like this this is my jam, right? I mean, I love strategy. I mean, I I teach it all the time. And this is is what it really comes down to is understanding how long certain things take, being able to estimate them and being able to figure out what is the correct order to take or what what is the order that's going to make the most sense for us to be able to move forward. And definitely being able to to break that up between two of us was was huge, right? Like that was that was very very helpful. So I could really be working on the marketing side of things, that marketing strategy while Dan was editing the podcast episode and so, you know, going back and forth like that super super helpful. So I definitely really feel like having that just a super long list of, list of tasks, you know, to start with, just like get it all down and then you can start moving it around and figuring out where everything goes. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. 
Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Yeah, I think that's the exact structure that we help our audience walk things through is brain dump all of your brilliant ideas. Like we're not asking you to keep those hidden away, but as soon as you're deciding to work on that, pull that away. And we say the same thing, bring out all of those tiny tasks that you have to do to make that thing happen. Because I think what a lot of people start is they start the project and then they realize they haven't finished it. And especially as a lot of creative entrepreneurs, that's what we do. We start with this brilliant idea of an overnight shipping container of a podcast recording room. And then we don't bring all of the tiny steps out that are going to actually have to happen in order for that to come to life. And it's not that the idea was bad. It's not that your hustle wasn't there. You literally just didn't have the plan. So breaking out all the tiny tasks, having the due dates, and then you have to, I don't know, hold yourself accountable in doing the things. Yes. That implementation piece is so important. And I I say this to my students all the time that planning without taking action is just as bad as taking action without having a plan right? You you need to have both sides of the equation. You have to be extremely strategic in your planning and you have to actually act on your plan. And I know that way too many of us love the planning stage as, and I think there was, there was just an episode on the strategy hour not too long ago about this very topic, which I, I loved. I was sitting there and just, you know, so excited that you were talking about that, but that's really important because we do end up focusing so much on one side or the other. And and this is, you know, another problem that I see people also having is jumping right in and taking action without being strategic about it and without really planning yes. things and figuring out. Yeah, I think a lot of people step. jump straight into, they come up with a list, may, maybe like half the list, enough to get their brain moving and grooving, and then they just get too excited. And so they start working before they really flesh out the full plan. And I think the problem with that is they end up, you know, a quarter of the way through the project, and then they're confused about what the next steps need to be, because they didn't really plan out the priorities and all the baby steps from here to the very end. And I mean, heck, I still do this. So don't feel bad about 
being the victim of not planning something. I mean, I literally did this two weeks ago with something <laughs> that has yet to launch. I'm I'm curious to see if it ever leaves the TCC idea closet. I will let you know <laughs> if it does. But I spent a good chunk of time on something. And then I was like, wait, like I literally did not flesh this whole idea out. Mm-hmm. What the hell am I doing? And it was, I just got frazzled. And so I stopped and then just like went on to something else. And so it's like three quarters of the way done. Well, and our biggest mistake, Abby, is that we'll make the list and we'll, we'll break down all the steps, but we'll start on tasks that don't need our attention for like another month or another couple weeks. And we'll ignore the things that like we should be working on right now. So then we get like ahead of schedule, but also just as behind as we were when we first started. So I think really paying attention to prioritizing the order in which you should be tackling those things can help roll your momentum forward instead of making you feel like you haven't really done anything, but you've been working your butts off. Yeah. And actually like keeping track of what you've been working on can just be such a good thing too, right? To be able to actually see, okay, like this is all the things that I've done to further this project. I think that's such an important thing to be able to celebrate every single small step that we can take to keep things moving forward. That's important. And another piece too is to realize that it doesn't need to be perfect and you know to not actually be afraid of experimenting with things because so many amazing things can come out of experimenting. And at the very least, we can all learn something from that experimentation and move forward from there. So it's okay to, to test things out and to create a strategic plan of action and then say, okay, now I'm going to start implementing this and then I'm going to look back at it and see, you know, okay, how is this going, right? So your your strategies, even your business plan should all be organic documents. They should be sort of steering the ship of your projects and they should be these living things that you come back to and keep keep fine-tuning and and changing as you as you carry on with your projects. Yeah, so I would love for you to break down or pull away some other tactics that you guys might have implemented in this from idea to seven day launch of your podcast. But I know not everyone listening is so gung ho on starting a podcast just yet, even though it is tremendous for your audio or your audience building and your network building. Trust us. But Other people who are sitting there with their brilliant ideas and they're still hanging out on the fence and sometimes they just need that extra push to make that thing happen. What are some things that you've learned in this process that can help anyone launch their next brilliant, amazing idea? Sure. Well, I think one of the the big things is going with the ideas that do spark you the most, that that fill you with the most passion. That is such an important piece. And, you know, for us, for me and Dan, we had tried different projects in the past. We had this really fun alcohol and analytics series where we, were, we would do these sort of webinars talking about Google Analytics while drinking alcohol. And it was fun, <laughs> but <laughs> it was very silly and fantastic. But the, the problem with it was that, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm a blogger, but I don't really have an analytics background. So he's the digital marketer. So it'd be me asking him questions, but analytics isn't the only thing that he's actually interested in. So we didn't really get around to, to, you know, doing it on a, on a consistent or regular basis. We didn't really do a lot of marketing around it. And it wasn't until, you know, doing this podcast, we're, we're so passionate about having real conversations with people and getting to the, the nitty gritty behind the scenes. Like, what is it really like in your particular industry and starting your your particular business and what obstacles have you faced and what what wins have you had that is something that is just so important to go in with a lot of passion for your idea then you're going to actually make it work so that is that is a really key piece you know if you're starting any kind of venture to be able to go in with an idea that you love that's that's definitely that sort of first <laughs> first piece that I would say. And again, you know, having those deadlines, figuring out what is realistic for you because everyone is different and you will have to let some things go in your life and you're going to have to push some things back, but you can also see, you know, how much do I want this or how badly do I want this? And do I need to do it right now? Or can I chip away at it and do it, you know, in half an hour a day for five days a week over the next like three months? So Taking a look at that side of things is another really important piece, I would absolutely say. 
Well, I think you bring up an interesting point, whether you realize it or not. You you mentioned that you had this previous idea and it was a series mm-hmm. and it was recording stuff. And then you did this podcast, which basically, from from my point of view, sounds like even though it wasn't a podcast before, you had taken an idea that you had done previously and refined it and made yeah. it better and really worked on yeah, how you could yeah, I mean, A, enjoy it more, but B, just like make it something that it wasn't previously. Uh-huh. And so it's like you had already practiced. It's like you had already done a lot of the work and the research by doing it once in a different form and format. And then you did it again. So I think there might be things that you all, y'all listening have done in the past that maybe were kind of, they, they flopped a little bit, but you, there was something about them that you're like, but I, I really just, I wanted this to work and that maybe you just need to tweak how the format is delivered or what the content is or You know, there's a lot of different things that you could change up, but I think Sagan did something really interesting, whether she even meant to. (laughs) And she's like, well, we really enjoyed talking and having these really awesome conversations, but there was more to it. And so they figured out what the more was. Yeah, absolutely. And also having that, like having different goals in mind, like understanding what is the reason for why we want to do this? You know, like that's just such an important thing. And I know that so many online businesses, business owners are so tired of hearing that phrase of like, what's your why? But the why is important because if you don't understand why you're doing something, then you can't figure out what kind of strategy in place you need to keep it moving forward. And you can't understand, you know, what your what your end goals are with it. And I think that that was a big difference too, you know, with our previous project where we didn't, we just kind of thought it would be a fun thing to do. And so we just dive, we just dove in and just sort of did it without really a proper reason for it. Whereas for this podcast, you know, we came up with a strong strategy and we figured out, you know, why we wanted to do it and what we wanted it to look like. And we had, we set goals for ourselves and we created a very strong marketing plan. And, you know, you start putting all those pieces in place as a result. So like one of the things that you can really do is almost work backwards from where do you want this project to look a year from now and where do you need to be six months from now in order to get to that point a year from now? And then you work backwards from there. Well, where do I need to be three months from now in order to get to that six-month point? And then you work backwards again and you can break it down in terms of weeks, like by the week. So what do I need to do for the next every week for the next 12 weeks? And what do I do need to do every day this week? So that's that's a really big piece. And I know that for us, starting this, this whole business together, a, a communications agency essentially – we're now looking at having weekly meetings to talk about that business as well as the podcast because the podcast the podcast will be a big part of it and we're sort of looking at okay we're, we're going to be meeting and talking every single week around what do we need to do this week you know what do we actually need to do today and tomorrow and how can we support one another and what do we need help with because there's it's so easy to have certain tasks on your list that you just kind of keep putting off until another day and then four months down the line you realize that you still have not gotten around to that task so it's very important to be able to look at that and understand why haven't I done that and we had a, you know we had an interesting conversation recently where you know we're looking at getting more sponsors for our podcast and Dan like his sort of one of his roles is doing the sponsor outreach and he hadn't gotten around to it yet. So we're having this conversation. And so I was asking him, you know, what is the thing that's sort of preventing you from getting sponsors? Like what is, what is sort of the barrier that you were facing? And for him, a big barrier was simply writing the, the email to people. So like the actual email pitch, he was just sort of struggling with. He wanted to actually connect with the people, but the creating the content piece, he like, he wasn't really keen on. And so I think it was like that very night that I just, I created the content for him. So it's, it's important to be able to look at that and understand if you aren't doing something in your business, why aren't you doing it? And what can you do about that? Can you delegate it to someone else? Can you get some help? Can you change your perspective on it? Right? So all of those different pieces, really understanding the why behind so many different facets is going to help you get over those hurdles and actually make progress. That's incredibly helpful. I I don't think until you really called it out like that, that I realized that that's something that 
we've found that we're doing in our business, especially as a partnership, because I think sometimes you either like expect the other person to pick it up or like, oh, we'll talk about this another day, or we'll just tackle this in a different way. But what is the thing that's holding us back from doing this? Is it something we just need to have a conversation about? Is it something we need to help the other person with? What is the thing that's preventing it from happening? And nine times out of 10, it's, it's, part of the perspective shift, like making part of it easier or changing part of the medium. And it's not necessarily the idea that isn't going to work. It's just how you're going about tackling it. So I love that question. Guys, right now, look at your schedule today. What have you been putting off? What have you been dragging over into that like needs to be handled column and literally go one by one and ask yourself, why am I not tackling this thing? What's preventing me? Do it today. Yes. (laughs) So with that note, let's jump into talk strategy to me. Let's break it down. Sagan, if you can, let's give the audience three to five action steps that they can take an idea that they have and create an action plan to launch even just a piece of it in the next seven days. Okay. So step number one, do that brainstorming session of ideas. Do that brain dump. Get out the giant piece of poster paper, get out the colored pens and write down all of your ideas that you have, no matter how small or big or how realistic or far-fetched they sound. Get down every single idea that you have. Just get it all on paper. So you can spend 15 minutes doing that. You can spend, you know, up to three hours doing that, depending on sort of how much time you have to work with. So that's the very first step. The second step is to take those ideas and start figuring out, you know, okay, what is the, which piece of this do I want to, which piece of this like is most exciting to me and which piece of this is most sort of realistic and how can I get started moving forward? And then you're actually going to create a task list for that. So you're going to take your ideas, start compiling it into a task list, and you're going, and this is where, you know, your larger sort of maybe more pie in the sky kind of ideas, that's where they're going to just be pushed to the side a little bit. Because again, we're looking at a seven day time frame. So we're maybe going to push those ones a little bit to the side. And we're going to focus more on the the sort of smaller action steps and things that you can access a little that are more a little a little bit more accessible for you. So you're going to make that ta- that task list. And then the third step is that you're going to take that task list and you're going to put it into a timeline of action. So again, you can like you can basically take out a calendar of your like next 7 days and look at what does this look like for myself and what do I need to move around? Maybe what do I need to take out from my life, right? So are is there anything in my life or in my business that I can just put on hold this week or on a particular day? And then you're going to stick those tasks in there. And you're also going to give each of those tasks a, you know, an estimated amount of time that each task will take you, because that's going to help you have a realistic idea of whether it's actually doable for you to complete all of these tasks. And when you are putting that task list in place, you're also looking at, you know, what needs to come before the next thing. So you're really looking at prioritizing and the actual order of operations. So if there's one thing that needs to be done before something else, then you want to make sure that you have it in the correct order. So that timeline of action is very important. And, you know, you can do this in a a number of different ways. You can just, you know, write it on on paper. You can get out your Trello boards or get out a sauna. I mean, I'm, I'm really big into my poster paper and color post-it notes I have all over Instagram. But what I like doing is having the different colored post-its in each sort of square so that I can kind of move things around. And you can do that with a whiteboard. You can do that with Trello. There's so many different ways that you can do that. Um, Yeah, we start our process on the whiteboard and then move it over into Trello so we can see it every day. Yes. And that's such a good way to do it, right? Because then you get the best of both worlds of sort of being able to do it on paper without having to stare at the screen all the time, but then actually having it on the screen where it's in a place that it's, you know, it's, it's safe and it's accessible by more people. Yes, definitely, definitely helpful. And then that last, that last piece again is the implementation piece. So you're going to be looking at your timeline of action every single day over the course of the next seven days. You're going to be starting your day and you're going to look at, you know, what are your tasks? You're going to be working on your tasks and then you're going to look at, okay, now that I've finished day one, 
What do the next six days look like? And does this still make sense? Did a particular task take you a little bit longer than you expected? Do you have a new idea that you want to sort of add into the mix here? And where does that sort of fit in? So every day, it's really important that you come back to your timeline, back to your your strategic plan of action to see what needs to be moved around and how can you ensure that you are still sticking with the concept, but making sure that it works for you wherever you happen to be in this moment. So, you know, for us with our podcast and our marketing strategy, um, we had this idea to connect to, to create a media release and send it out to, you know, different journalists around the city. But we came up with that idea like, you know, again, we, we launched the podcast within the week and the, the idea to have a press release came towards the end of that. So that was kind of an interesting thing where we kind of looked at it and we were like, you know, this could be really interesting. Let's go ahead and do it. And so I drafted up a press release. I put together, you know, a, a list of 10 or 20 potential people that I thought would be a really good fit for the podcast. And we sent that out. So we sort of, we slotted that in because we were like, you know, this could be this could be a really valuable way to market the podcast. Why not just give it a try? So it's important to lend yourself that sort of flexibility when you are creating your timeline of action and to let yourself, you know, not like go off in some other kind of different direction, but to to add more things in when you think that that could be a really neat thing, when you're particularly excited about it, or when you think it could really add a lot to your strategic process. So don't be afraid to move things around, to add to things, to take things away. You know, if you give something a try and you're like, "Mm, that's not, you know, maybe that's not kind of the direction I want to go in. That's okay. It's all right to move things around. It's just important that you are sort of looking at it on a daily basis and as an overall overarching sort of piece so that you can make sure that every piece is contributing towards your larger end goal. I love that. Super, super helpful, super actionable, guys. Even if you're not wanting to launch a podcast in seven days, you can use those steps to help get your idea off the ground. So thank you for coming on. I want you to tell everyone where they can go find you online and all the places. Absolutely. So you can listen to the Candid Conversations podcast on iTunes, or you can visit candidpodcast.ca to check out the show notes and the episodes and also see the behind the scenes of us starting our podcast and starting our business. If you do want to start your own podcast, you can grab the free podcast tools and resources guide at candidpodcast.ca slash free. If you want more strategic, actionable tips for you know, your solopreneur business, your home-based business, you can check out my blog at saganmorrow.com. And then you can get more business tips and check out my color-coded post-it note systems on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter at saganlives. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show, babe. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy-to-customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics, we make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.